0: Welcome to 5.0, Five-Fold and Beyond with Matt and Amy. In the 5.0 podcast, we're going to peel back the layers of the Ephesians 4 model, revealing a thriving church, ministry or organization. This will help leaders to identify, work together and implement or raise up the believers who want to move in their calling. Watch those who are in your care. And they become alive with a fresh passion as the anointings on their life are revealed, encouraged, and released.
1: We also offer seminars, conferences, and strategic advising to pastors and leaders. We'll sit down with you and help you to learn how to have a five-fold influenced church or organization. Um, also, how to identify And integrate people with fivefold giftings into your teams and into your organization. So, connect with us at ihimtv.com. That's ihimtv.com.
0: So, get ready to engage as these podcasts will open an understanding, remove confusion of the fivefold, and open your eyes and heart to what you and those around you carry. Yes, today we're so glad that you're able to join us, and we have uh, some exciting content to talk about to help leaders out of recognizing what people carry in their life. So we're going to call this
1: "I See It." I see it. So, what do you see? That's what we're going to talk about today: how you can recognize what people carry. A lot of times, we get so busy in the mechanics of ministry and operating in our call that we fail to help others find theirs. And that's going to be a priority for every leader.
0: Right. So we're going to do this strategic advising um, style because um, we, a lot of questions we get from leaders is how do I recognize when someone has a five-fold calling on their life or a, a call to something deeper than what they're experiencing right now? And so we want to address that. So that's why we're going to do it the way we're going to do it today. And, um, It is true because there are is people that will step out of the crowd, isn't it? There's something about them that they seem. Uh, it, it there's something upon their life that is extraordinary and they kind of emerge from the crowd and it's in their makeup it's in how they've probably been trained or developed or their hunger for the things of God you know they go above and beyond and you see those are good qualities already to start tapping into to work someone that you got to talk things into you got to talk them into it you got to try to explain it to them and go really you think so they're not ready for that yet the it holy spirit has to work on that
1: it doesn't mean they don't care something though but you're right they're not the one that you necessarily start with well you start but in a different way with just some teaching correct getting them awakened to the fact that they even carry something we have actually got a verse for that
0: but at at the end of the day they have to be the ones that that want it for themselves to want to be able to move on so um i'm looking at what do i have was it second first
1: peter first peter
0: 410 As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God, or the many folds. In your garment, there's many folds, and in it are many gifts and many things that God has given you. And it's up to us to discover it, and it's up to us as leaders to help others.
1: And I like what that manifold. With that manifold, too, it it speaks of many facets. Many facets. You have a diamond that's Mm -hmm. been um, faceted, and it's like you look at it and you see something different on every side. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty of the body of Christ, is that everybody carries something. No one person carries it all. And so we are responsible then, as individuals, to use what God has given us to um, impact the kingdom of God on this earth.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So where should we start this to well, so help everybody out? Start. Where do we need to so start? So that's
1: here? everybody. And, and I know that's, you know, your basic 101 one stuff, but see, a lot of people don't recognize that they carry something valuable. It may not be a five-fold office gift, but they carry something. And so there has to be that recognition in every person the ones that are ready are the ones you start to work with, like we were saying a moment ago. But this is to the leaders, Ephesians four, um, starting at verse eleven, mm-hmm. and this is a, a verse that really, or this is a chapter that is uh, a, a good foundation for this podcast that we do. So you'll hear it throughout the the uh, episodes. But today I want to read it, starting at verse eleven, and it says, "He Himself gave some as apostles." Some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers. So this is for the fivefold leader callings. This is your job for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Until we all reach the unity of faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, a measure of maturity of the fullness of Christ. So as leaders, we're responsible to raise up the body of Christ, to be equipped to do their ministry, their work of ministry that will strengthen the body.
0: Right. And if you're a leader just coming into these podcasts and you're wondering what are the identifying traits um, of these people, um that would specifically lean towards certain um, dominant, like pastoral or evangelist. Boy, they got a lot of evangelists in them. Just go back to our podcast near the beginning, and we broke that all down. I think pretty simply, and just go back in our podcasts. Yeah, so, so today
1: so, we're not going to redo. We're not going to redo all, of those
0: all that. Traits. That's right. So,
1: but that's one, important to understand that as a leader, because if you don't understand. What the traits are of the fivefold ministry offices, or even not just the offices, even people who are leaning in that direction, like if they're pastoral or if, you know, they have a passion for the lost what those traits are, what those gifts are, how that comes together. Definitely, that's we're not going to reiterate that
0: here. And we're talking to uh, people here today that are listening, our listeners. We're talking hopefully today to people that want to be able to help others succeed and see them come into the fullness of their callings. We are not addressing insecure leaders. We are not addressing and talking to insecure pastors or people in positions that have the ability to be able to allow others to walk in their you know, in the fullness of what they carry in their life. Because that there, we've had people talk to us. We've had pastors, we had different leaders who say they want to do all that. But because of their insecurity, it just kind of takes the legs right out. No, you don't. You just want people like mini-me's. And that's one thing we want to address. You cannot create a mini-me. And I'm not talking about even in spiritual fatherhood and sonship, the fathers can't create many, many, many fathers, though part of your DNA, and this is a whole other subject I know, but I need to touch on it. You can't have them be exactly like you, but you do give them a bit of your spiritual DNA, but they develop to what God put in them. And it's the same with leaders. You're going to have, because of they're under your, your influence, your mentorship, yes, they're going to have a DNA to say, hey, you could tell that one was raised by Dr. Matt and Amy or whatever, but they are themselves too. And if you try to create someone to think and be just as mature as you. Think exactly the way you, you know, the mini-me's.
1: And I think, what, yeah, what we're talking it, that about. That
0: there will. In
1: character points, yes, you can reproduce the heart and of, of godly character and the fruit of the yes. spirit that can be reproduced in but, them. But not ultimately the operation or outflow right? Correct. of that character and of their gifts. Because if, if you try to mold everyone into being an apostle like you, they may not be graced for that. And so you're pushing them into a mold that's not theirs. And they're just going to be frustrated. You're going to be frustrated. Um, I know we've tried it before, not that we were intentionally trying to create them like us, but we're trying to fit somebody for a mold we thought that this is you know we were grooming them for this place this thing and come to find out as we progressed with them that's not where they were supposed to fit and there was a lot of frustration up to that point correct and so we learned that we're not creating mini me's you know don't don't try to be the master potter let god do that but just find help them discover what he's creating on the potter's wheel in their life and because it's easy, see, it's fivefold. People um, often we look for people who've got a heart like us. Like, for example, if you're a prophet, who do you gravitate toward more? You know, comfort zone, comfort wise, passion wise, you you gravitate towards other prophets because you share that link in the spirit, Correct. that same passion, that same Mm -hmm. drive. Mm -hmm. And so we tend to want to gravitate toward people who are like us. If you're an evangelist, you have that cry for the lost and to get the church up off their uh, laurels and moving forward. You tend to gravitate toward others like that, who have that heart. And so if you're a leader that has responsibility, well, if you're a leader, you have responsibility over people, right? You have to be cautious not to try to set up a training ground that only trains prophets or trains everybody in that same way. You have to look to be different. Right.
0: Apostles really can't afford that. Apostles have to be able to raise up fivefold. Um, They can't just raise up, though they should be raising up emerging uh, apostles. But at the same time, uh, you should be raising up um, all the fivefold in one way or another, speaking into their life. And for great leaders, regardless of what fivefold mantle you may carry, those in your charge, whether it's under your ministry, under your church, uh, in your organization, wh- whatever the capacity that you run, you have influence in, just to be a great leader, to have that effectiveness is to say, you know what, I need to unlock, but by the power and the leading of the Holy Spirit, yes, unlock these amazing things in these people, even though they're not going to be just like me. So you're looking for does this individual have the potential to carry things? And they don't have to carry things just like us, but is there this ability? Is there this trainability to do that? Is there fruit there? Right?
1: And I think it's And that's really, what you
0: encourage and develop, yeah. right?
1: And it's really important not to be so proud as a leader to think that these people, I'm all they need to help them grow up mm-hmm. to be what they're supposed to be. Right. So, you know, I'm not a prophet And if I am mentoring and training someone who is clearly moving, at least they have strong gifts in the prophetic, possibly a prophet anointing, I have to recognize at that point that I can only train them so far effectively. doesn't mean I don't know how to train somebody to be a prophet, but to really communicate that heart and the spirit of that anointing. I'm going to link arms with a prophet who can impart into that person. I'm going to connect correct. that person right. to healthy, stable, prophetic ministries. I'm not just going to throw them out in the waters and say, go find a prophet to link up with. I'm going to help oh, boy. as a leader. I'm going to connect them. That's why it's important as a leader for me to be connected with fivefold ministries. That's correct. And to work alongside of them so that we can help each other to groom the ones that we're raising up. Yeah. It's really important.
0: Now, and that's what I just want to make comment. That's one mm-hmm. thing I appreciate about the Holy Spirit teaching us, and and we're continuing to work on all the time. Is we have relationships with trusted, mature ministries around the world that are not just apostles.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're you know we're groomed relationships with with um, evangelists
1: and, evangelists and, and, and prophets,
0: prophets, yeah, teachers, teachers mm-hmm. and these relations they carry these mantles strongly but relationally we're bonded and have a covenant with them in the spirit and that we're able to if we need to we're able to direct people to have conversations or we're able to find resources from these people because they've done years of study and years of building in their own mantle and their own grace and it's so it's so awesome Mm -hmm. i don't have to be the answer to everybody
1: no but if you feel like you have to uh, one or two things is going to happen. Your you're going to have a very small group of people that you're able to effectively raise up. You're, you're not going to be able to grow bigger than that because you're going to burn or you're going to burn yourself out right? trying to do it.
0: I find one of the amazing ways to get someone moving as you have a conversation with them and they're open to, to um, well, how do I find out what's in me? You know, And you recognize it and see potential as a leader in them, but you need their eyes open. It's kind of create this atmosphere or this... Um, this atmosphere. Yeah. that it's like a journey of discovery. And then that helps deal with their fear of the unknown and the fear of making mistakes.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Maybe even as a leader, you don't know what they carry because you've not really seen them in operation. They've, their their gifts, their calling is dormant, but they want to, to move. They want That's to That's a grow. good place to start. And it's okay if you might just see inklings of things and, and what you've observed. Um, but it's it's okay not to have all the answers at the beginning. Well,
0: you're on the journey too of discovery with them, right? For yeah, them. I
1: mean, people, they, they, they want, they they'll say pastor or, you know, we want to meet up with you. Um, can you tell us what we carry? And, and I'll tell you what, 95% of the time we can't at that first visit. And plus, even if we did, it's not just about telling them. It's about, like you said, helping exactly. them discover because when they discover it, then they own it. You can lead them in that direction and nudge them, kind of in the area that you believe that they're gifted in. Uh,
0: yeah, very, very, I'm very hesitant at telling somebody what they are unless they're, I have a heavy prophetic unction that it's necessary for them to have this idea. This 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 revelation of of at least what they're carrying um but oftentimes it's just to point them in the direction of discovery and that way they have their ups and their downs but things are you're not they're not carrying the wrong things the unnecessary things maybe and when they're taking onus or ownership of this development in their journey instead of leeching off somebody Mm -hmm. they're discovering themselves and one of the best things is to challenge them to try new things get them out of their comfort zone
1: yeah, because it's hard, it's hard to find if you have been operating a certain way or, you know, doing life a certain way and you don't get out of the boundaries of that comfort zone. If you haven't found your gift up to this point, you're probably not going to in your comfort zone. And, you know, I know in my journey, I have been pleasantly surprised at times when I've stepped out of my comfort zone and realized I found something that I absolutely love to do. And that I'm gifted to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's that's where you want them to go, is to step outside. And you know what? I've stepped outside of my comfort zone, too, and found that, oh, that's not what I'm to do. You know, yeah. And that's okay, but it's a learning experience. Because Correct. then we start to rule things out and narrow the path of where we're supposed to be walking. And when you do that as a leader, if you're going to have someone... Embark on that. Well, when you have someone embark on that journey of discovery, you want to set them up for success. So yes, again, we right. don't just positive them experience. Mm-hmm. So how do you set them up for that positive experience? Well, first you make sure that they have the understanding or the tools they need to succeed. So if they're going to go into, um, let's say they're going to help out with children's ministry in children's ministry that day, don't just throw them down in the classroom. Prep them ahead of time. Tell them, okay, this is, we have the expectations. This is what the day is going to look like. This is what I need you to do. And, you know, couple them with that um, Sunday school superintendent or the the teacher of that class and make sure they're prepared before they go into the class. So they're not just kind of floundering, but they know what they're supposed to do. And so for any ministry or any outflow, make sure they're prepared ahead of time. Set them up with the leader of that ministry and lay it out for them.
0: And then as they have, an, have experiences that are testing the waters, um, and they're, they're walking on water and they're moving out around and trying these things, you have to set up a process as a leader for them to reflect on those experiences, right? So that they can find their strength and their weakness and their passion. It becomes evident. Um, uh, that's the wonderful thing about the, what I call the bottle of experience is that it reveals your passions and your strengths and your weaknesses and the things that you thought was um, what the Lord wanted to do or what the, it it really reveals those things. Experience does that. Like I need to have an experience and whether you think it's a horrible experience or not, there's always something to learn out of that. There's something to take away from that.
1: But you definitely have to reflect on it. have to. You can't just go. I love what John Maxwell says. He says, um, experience is not the best teacher because many people have had experience and not learned from it, right? Mm-hmm. right. Experience so. is not the best teacher, but no. reflected experience is the best teacher. Right. So it's when you take those experiences, good, bad, ugly, and you process them with them, then that's when they learn.
0: Right. And in that, in that, as you're mentoring someone and working with them and the whole time you want that thing that you, they, God has in their life to emerge. You don't want it to be submerged and controlled and choked off. And so, you you know, you, you, as one who's experienced, you might have faced many, many, many challenges in life and, I think some insight of possible challenges without discouraging them would be good to share with them. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, you know what? This road you that God's taking you down, you're going to run into similar situations like this, da 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 and you're sharing that. But, you know, you do it in such a way. But God did this for me, and He's going to do it for you. And mm-hmm. Because every time our natural tendency is when we hit resistance is to find another way around it, to find another way we back up, we walk away, when God might say, no, I want you to go through yeah, it
1: or we think it might not must not be God must
0: not be God because there's <laughs> resistance and that's part that will put you way back in trying to I see it I see it yeah uh, for sure
1: and a, a good piece of advice to is don't just focus on the big picture you know people want this question answered am I a prophet am I a, a pastor. pastor a teacher an evangelist an apostle or am I none of those uh, I don't think that's the only five questions to ask.
0: No, I don't think so. Um,
1: in fact, it's definitely not. So if we if we rejoice in finding the small things like I have a gift of prophecy or I have a gift of mercy, uh, yes, that might lead to me the gift of mercy that I might be pastoral in nature or if if I can prophesy I and maybe at least prophetic, if not prophet in in I'm um, calling, but rejoice in finding the right puzzle pieces. What are those gifts? Because it's those things that give clues to the bigger picture. The life calling. You know, if I have that gift of mercy and that empathy, I might be called into the medical field or to the wellness field. We we don't know. But when we get those pieces, the more pieces you collect in your puzzle,
0: Creates a the picture.
1: the picture is going to That's
0: right. I think a lot of people are... That we've talked to and strategic advice. They want the end result and they go, what am I? What, what, what do I care? And we get tied up with that. And sometimes when people are told things, maybe prematurely or something they're not, it actually becomes a trip up. Oh, you're an apostle. Next thing you know, they got business cards made up. They're, they're doing all kinds of stuff. And it's like, whoa. And they're actually setting themselves actually decades back. They are mm-hmm. setting themselves back because there's so much more to learn. And because so I they, think
1: they halted the the journey of discovery. Right. Yeah.
0: And this hunger for prophetic words all the time when we didn't act out and obey the last word is becoming like an addiction. And that addiction is becomes unhealthy. And, you know, you know, we're pro- prophetic people. We believe in all that. But boy, there's a culture that's emerging because everybody wants the quick end. Well, the Lord said this. So that's how it should be happening tomorrow.
1: He and, said, "I'm a prophet, so I'm a prophet. So y'all have to listen to me. I'm a teacher. I'm a, teacher. T- I'm a teacher. That's it. I'm
0: going to teach everything. Or, or yet, yeah, yeah, whatever. And boy, that is—it's so harmful. It is, so and we create we, Im- immature." If they do come into positions of leadership, we create immature leaders. Yeah, so,
1: what we're saying That's not is good. be cautious of putting on fivefold labels, especially for people who are so young in the faith or emerging. Now, I recognize, we know Jeremiah was called to be a prophet from his mother's womb. That, so, yeah, I understand but- the callings are already in us. But this is what might happen when we're quick to put on fivefold labels. Number one Lay
0: hands on no man suddenly.
1: Right. I like that verse. Number one is they may not be prepared. And like you were saying, Matt, then they halt that journey of preparation and discovery because mm-hmm. they feel like they've jumped to the end. Yep. Um, and then they're going to have a time of um, a lot of stumbling and falling because or hurting a lot of people along the right. way. Well, they can't along carry the themselves.
0: weight of the responsibilities that goes along because with that. Because
1: they're not that. ready. It's like, it's it's not like ready. telling a four-year-old... You're going to, you, you can drive a car. Well, someday they will be able to drive a car when they have everything developed and prepared. That's definitely in their destiny. However, at four years old, that's not something they should be focusing on yet. Let's first learn how to ride a bike. Yeah. You know, but also sometimes I'm putting fivefold labels on recklessly. We put a label on someone who they may be prophetic, but we've given them profit as a label and. If they're not graced for that, oh, if that's not their calling, that is going to be really challenging mm-hmm. for them and those around them. So don't put somebody—I I, I wouldn't quickly want to be called an apostle because, like, until the point when I was ready for that, that would have crushed me. Because it, it just—if if someone puts a label of prophet on me, I'm not a prophet, and I don't have the grace to flow in that. So that Stop trying to put on quickly. Saul's armor. Oh, I love that!
0: Because you want to be a king. Oh,
1: drop the mic. Drop the <laughs> that mic was it right there. Oh my land, Amy's <sighs> getting all
0: hip hoppy on me now.
1: Cool. Okay, but but to clarify, to, it to see those fivefold callings. We need to be open to the Holy Spirit. And maybe we should have led with this because that's, I think, priority. Well, number one, when obviously. the Holy, yeah, the Holy we Spirit. Need the Holy Spirit. Like in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit said, set us apart Saul and Barnabas or Paul and Barnabas mm-hmm. for the work that I've called them to. So definitely as a leader raising up other leaders, have an ear first to the Holy Spirit And be ready. But see, they were set apart at that, or they were ready to be set apart at that time when that calling was put on them.
0: Another thing is, is that we can't be rigid. There's no rigid mold, even for apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, um, an evangelist. They're all different. They all have, have different callings, get different giftings, different personalities. And that creates a ministry that each person carries. It's uniquely beautiful, isn't it? And supplies exactly what the body requires. And so when we're rigid and say, oh, this is all you are, and you have to act like that, and you can't have this and that, and you can't be both, and you can't have... what We're doing... Who are we to dictate all that stuff? Yeah,
1: so there's not like a 10-point a formula that if you're a pastor, this is exactly how you should what behave what you need to do. Yeah, no. And I think we've discussed that in, in previous podcasts, sure we have. too. There's that uniqueness. So help them develop and find their unique fit.
0: And the process that's going to be for them, right? And for us, I need to see it. Not just them see it. So leaders, There's you need to see, and you need to take notice of people that God put in your care around you. Are they stifling just because they're at church every week, pay their tithes, raising their hands or or do, or do, whatever, you think they're okay? Are you satisfied if you're called to preach, but you're not preaching? So you need to unlock those that God put in your care, equip and train those people to go and take the kingdom.
1: Yeah. And you know what? The more that you learn about this, it's important that you upgrade to that we as leaders upgrade so that we can better equip our people. And the more you learn about it, the more that you go through this process with people to help them emerge into, you know, from the caterpillar to the butterfly. The more you do that, the easier it's going to be for you to recognize gifts and callings in others and to to be able to flow and operate. The easier it's going to be to hear the Holy Spirit, to um, see the Holy Spirit's guidance and revelation operation in that person's life.
0: Awesome. Thanks for joining with us on this podcast, guys. I trust that this was be able to be uh, something that equip you and help you in your process as you're helping and dealing with people and, and raising them up. And you know what? This was part of strategic advising. If you don't know what that is, that's all right. Just go to our website and Amy and I are, are strategic advisors and we would, we love speaking into teams, leadership teams, leaders and pastors and and even emerging people that are coming into things to discover it's just not for leaders but we are strong leadership because that's what our doctorates are in you know strategic leadership but go to www.ihim that's i-h-i-m And you can find more by hitting underneath um, strategic advising tab and whatever. There's all kinds of stuff, tools uh, at your um, disposal. And we want to be available to the body of Christ and we want to get to know you. So please get in touch with us and we can talk about prices and where you're at and all that kind of stuff. We're not too worried about all that. But God has a plan for you and the people that are under your care. And we desire to see your church this year, your ministry, your organization, your life grow in great steps for this is a time to take the kingdom go for it overcomer go beyond